feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is The Rita Cosby Show. Welcome back to the Rita Cosby Show. As we are counting down to Christmas, I hope all of you have a great one and a safe one. And one of the things that I am so deeply concerned about is what's going on in our southern border and what's going on in our streets across the country. I couldn't believe this statement because just recently it came out. We had the biggest number of illegal migrants in a single day cross our U.S. southern border. 12,600, an all-time high uh, in the month of November, almost 250,000. It looks like like a couple football fields, like, coming at you. No wonder the border agents are overrun and frustrated, as are the shelters in New York and elsewhere. And just a little bit ago, I couldn't believe this statement. Corinne Jean-Pierre, the White House press secretary, said Biden is really honored. And, and these crowds that you see, you know, uh, it's just up and down. Listen to this one. And what we're seeing here at the border, the migration flow, uh, increased migration flow, certainly uh, it, you know, it ebbs and flows. And we're at a time of the year where we're seeing more uh, at the border. And it's not unusual. This is an immigration system that has been broken for decades. And the president has taken this very seriously to try to do more. Is there anybody out there that thinks the president has been trying hard to do more? The answer is zero. Uh, That is an astounding statement, and especially if you look at in New York City, uh, case in point, Floyd Bennett Field, an old airfield, uh, southeast Brooklyn Marine Park area. I was born Garrison Beach Marine Park area, Uh, but our guest here on the Rita Cosby Show knows that area all too well. And they are saying that now these people are out there begging, not only are in this tent city where the tent was flying off in the bad weather, they're out in the neighborhood and they're going door to door asking for food, asking for money, uh, which is really distressing. And nobody knows this better than the founder of Guardian Angels. He's also the host of Another Side of Midnight. You can listen to him on the great WABC radio, Midnight to 6 a.m. and through Christmas, too, as well. Uh, They always call it, what is it, Uh, always broadcasting Curtis. And joining us now is Curtis Lewa, who has a big smile on his face. Curtis, you just heard that comment from Corinne Jean-Pierre, and your eyes were rolling in your head. Well, she knows uh, the special push at the border is because Governor Abbott got permission from his legislature as of January 1st to start having Texas state police, the rangers, make arrests at the border in defiance of the federal government because they're refusing to do anything. So now all of a sudden they're figuring between now and January 1st, let's make a bum rush, let's get to that border as quickly as possible. Because they know the Texas authorities, Governor Abbott, means business. When he says the Texas state officials, the Texas police, the rangers, are going to be arresting illegals when they come across the border, they will be arrested. They will be detained. They will be sent back. Then it'll be battled in the court. So you're seeing an unprecedented volume of illegal aliens. And nine out of ten, when given the choice when they cross the border, the Rio Grande, they're asked, Where would you like to go? New York, Nueva York. <laughs> yeah. They've seen all the videos. They've seen the fact you could be in a hotel room at the old Milford Plaza in Times Square, at the Roosevelt Hotel, the Grand Central. 
So, of course, they want to come here. They don't want to go to Chicago or Philadelphia or anywhere else. And that's why we get 4000 a week. Uh. Times that by four, 16000 a month. And it's led to now 1,700, mostly women and children, in the four tents that were constructed on Floyd Bennett Field, Runway 19, which is actually the emergency runway throughout our tri-state area. If a big jet like a 747 or a cargo container jet isn't able to make nearby JFK or Newark Airport, that would be the emergency landing spot. No more. No more. Because there are four tents there that can eventually hold about 4,000. Uh, but right now, it's mostly women and children. And when when I actually went there last week after reporting to you, Rita. Yeah, you. by the way, you were on the show. You were on with me and John Katsimatidis uh, on the Katz and Cosby show. And you said it a couple weeks ago that they're going out and begging. I, I, I go back and go, you just brought up, they're getting everything else, but that's not enough. Sure. You look at the ringtones, the video of the neighbors of Marine Park. You see they're coming up to the door. They're holding up signs, you know, in broken English. I need food. I need clothes. Meantime, the idiot who's holding up the sign from Venezuela is wearing a North Face jacket, which goes for about $600 to $700. Designer clothes. Uh, limited edition sneakers. You wow. can see that, and you're saying, where are they getting this money from? And then at night, we posted ourselves, because they have a curfew about 10, and we saw a lot of the uh, women returning. And they had bags, Target bags filled with items, other bags filled with items from nearby King's Plaza, which is a huge shopping mall on Flatbush Avenue and Avenue U. And you say, how do they afford to be able to buy all those products. They're not shoplifting. That'll be in the next stage. They'll watch right. enough Americans shoplift and get away with it. They'll figure, why even bother paying in America? You just go in, take what you want, leave, and there are no consequences. By the way, I, I, I want to also, the story, speaking of shoplifting, yes. this one is, I know you've heard a lot through the years of the Guardian Angels, Curtis, but this one, California man busted 90 times for shoplifting. He gets released from jail. Uh, I think he's out for just a few minutes, and they basically he said, "Can you drive me to the place? Basically, I'm I'm gonna shoplift." Gets busted again. Yep. I mean, this is like this is like this is like the model, right? For uh, for every credit, single credit, criminal out credit there. Credit offenders, they know there are no consequences. They can continue to shoplift, shoplift. In fact, in Manhattan, where we broadcast from, you have this infamous DA Alvin Bragg. Uh, people will walk in to the nearby retail stores, and they'll tell the cashiers, "Look." I'm here to loot. I don't want to shoot anybody. Just give me my Alvin Bragg swag bag. Do they actually say yes, Alvin they Bragg? they fill up a few bags and they leave. <laughs> I go in peace. It is the season of peace. I loot, I won't shoot, and I'll leave in peace. Oh, my goodness. This is cra- And this comes this week as we're talking about craziness out of New York, Curtis. Uh, of course, these two city council resolutions, one of them says no more solitary confinement. The other one says Police officers, now if somebody asks you for whatever whatever sort of interaction, you got to file a report. I, I mean, who wants to be a cop these days? This makes it so crazy. I couldn't believe city council actually said, let's get rid of solitary confinement. It's not nice to the prisoners. Well, remember, they're moving in the direction, these socialists, of eliminating all prisons, all jails, and making the cops incapable of doing their job. They want the cops to be stenographers, right. <laughs> you know, where they have to walk around with a little machine and mm-hmm. enter it through stenography. Right. Imagine if a tourist would have come up to them and say, could you tell me where 34th Street Herald Square is? And they would have given them some advice how to get there. They have to enter a notation into a log about that. Right. 
It's ridiculous. It's They're ridiculous. They're never going to be able to do their job. And they're going to have to hire, like, supervisors who are going to, like, oversee the reports. How is that saving money? Uh, by the way, did you see this story in L.A.? L.A. County D.A. George Gascon hires a sort of his right-hand person. It's a former looter, and it's a woman who says she wants to abolish prisons yes. and that police are barbarians. This is the person who's enforcing the law? Yeah, and remember, they had him on the ropes for a recall, right. and he escaped that. And the most interesting thing is this guy, Gascon, was the uh, prosecutor in San Francisco County, Mm -hmm. then went to L.A. because his mother wasn't feeling well. He ran for that (laughs) there. But before that, he was the chief assistant to Bill Bratton when Bill Bratton was the police commissioner of Los Angeles. He wasn't like that at all. See, what happened to this guy that he went from being a regular kind of a cop to suddenly just wanting to turn criminals loose every which way? It's not like he was that way forever. Right. Originally, he was pretty law and order under Bill Bratton. He was. But then, uh, as soon as he got to L.A., there's something in the water there. Because even as soon as he got inaugurated, you know, I, he's like, the first thing I'm going to do is kill, you know, capital punishment. I'm not going to do death penalty. I'm not going to do this. Like, he was bragging about it. A- and people were like, I'll vote for I can't believe he didn't get recalled because they, they said there was a problem with the signatures. Yeah, they were on. But, the, I mean, come they, on. They were on the precipice. Uh, maybe yeah. they'll try again. Look, they got... The DA out in San Francisco County uh, through the recall effort, something we ought to have. Uh, New Jersey has recall. California has recall. Unfortunately, right. we in New York, we would have had Bill, uh, we would have had uh, the part-time mayor, the dope from Park Slope, uh, Bill de Blasio, <laughs> recalled in a heartbeat. Yeah, I, I think uh, less than a heartbeat, right? Yeah, yeah. Before a heartbeat. Uh, before I let you go, Curtis Lewa, I have to get your reaction. New York City Mayor Eric Adams blames rats. As a big reason New Yorkers are fleeing the state. That's the headline. I mean, there's a lot of reason people are fleeing the state. I, I mean, we just talked all the crazy migrants, the cost, the crime, the this, the that. I, I, I know you're 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 a rat expert, right? Because you volunteered, so. right? Well, to, I know about, to be the rat expert right, for four legged rats because I'm nocturnal like the rats and two legged rats because <laughs> right. I've met many of them in my lifetime, like Sammy the Bull Gravano, but. Who's, which ones are scarier, the four or the two-legged? Well, if you're a mobster, you better get going to Florida because guys like Sammy the Bull Gravano will drop dime to the uh, <laughs> Department of uh, Justice on you. But to be honest, why is Eric Adams blaming this on rats? This has nothing to do with rats. I know. I, when I saw that, I thought, oh, my God. Like, what, like somebody must have said, just go to the rats. And I think he was trying to be funny. Uh, but it is indicative of just how disgusting New York is right now. I mean, I have seen a couple that look like a like a like a dog walking by. I mean, it is pretty bad. I mean, you know, New York is such a mess, and well, I, I I think pray the it gets number better. one problem, poll after poll, is affordable housing. Yeah, that's what's driving people out. Crime. Now that he's cut the budget, there's no extra sanitation, guys or gals. There's garbage everywhere, which leads to more rats. A graffiti everywhere. And the migrant situation is what's destroying New York City. Yeah, $12 billion is what the price tag is. And that's just based on what it is now. I mean, Curtis, what's going to happen? You know, we were talking about at the beginning at Floyd Bennett Field. There was a storm about a week ago. The bolts started flying off. You know, they were saying, ay, caramba, where's it going? You know, it looked like the tent was going to fly off like the Wizard of Oz. What are they going to do when it gets even colder, bad weather? Just so you know, uh, the tents are on what they call runway 19. They haven't even pegged them into the ground. Oh, my God. They're pegged into cinder blocks. Right. Because there wasn't enough ground to peg them into because 
that's in a floodplain. Right. So you better believe they're going to have, uh, as, as the uh, illegals would say, mucho problems Yeah. when it gets colder, when there's ice or sleet. We haven't had snow in about two years, but if there's snow, first off, the illegals from South America are not going to know from Venezuela what to do. They're going to see snow coming down. They're going to think it's the end of the world. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, but by then, they should have all the fancy clothing that you would get on that's a true. ski uh, uh, out, you know, up in the Alps, in the chalets, in Stowe, Vermont, uh, out there in Colorado. Yeah, they got the North Face uh, jackets, right? I mean, right? I'm watching these illegal aliens walk around with $600, $700 North Face jackets. And you say, where the hell are they getting this money from? And then the Vespas and the scooters everywhere. That's the other thing, too. They're all over the place in New York, and you don't know who's driving them because they don't have a license. They don't have have a name, and they just drive off. I mean, there's been a couple hit-and-run cases of late, uh, even some of our colleagues here. I mean, this is crazy. So how do you crack down? What do you do on those guys? You have to have enforcement. And when you stop them and they don't have a license or registration, they're not registered, you seize the bike. That's where I want a report. I want that kind of a report, not the other kind of yeah, well, reports and directions. You go to the Roosevelt report. Hotel, there are 100 illegal bikes outside. You go to the old Milford Plaza, New York Road now they call it, 100 illegal bikes. They're right there. Seize them. Right. But the mayor won't allow it. The mayor uh. says, oh, it's part of the underground economy. This is how people generate money. If only Biden would have allowed them to work. See, if you allow them to work the moment they get here... You'll never close the border. Right. You'll never close the border. And that's why everybody, and you know this all too well, they're sitting there saying, oh, why did they come? Uh, why, well, they came because you put a damn neon sign out there and said, you know, come one on, come free all. Everything's here. North Face jacket. And, and not only hotels. That, I mean, there are only so many Grubhub uh, jobs available. <laughs> yeah. We're not talking about college graduates here, white-collar workers. They have limited skills. They'll work hard. But we don't have the demand for that many workers. And only a few actually applied for. Exactly. Uh, right. Uh, by the way, before I let you go, I got to bring this up, too, with you, Curtis. The other day it came out, uh, like, you know, they give them the notice to appear when they cross the border. OK, come back into court. They have like three million backlog cases. They actually gave a woman and it said a date 2031. I believe it's still 2023. Yes. I mean, is that correct? Oh, right? many of them. Have <laughs> I mean, what do you do? You go, wait And by minute. the way, why would you work after they put you up into a three-star hotel, give you three squares a day, right. all the clothes, all the amenities, and they do the, your laundry for you and fold it and send it back to you, and you have concierge service. Why would you ever want to go out and work? So, Curtis, in our next life for Christmas, we're going to say, gosh, if we could have only been migrants. I tell you, I, you tell, I tell the homeless here, the American homeless, go across the border, come across, claim you're Venezuelan, and they will provide you all kinds of ancillary things that if you're in the street forging for food in a garbage can, some of our homeless, and yeah. they're saying, oh, well, I don't want... I don't want boiled eggs, and I don't want the bagel with the schmear. Well, good. Starve. Go back to your country. Get the hell out of here. Yeah, they need to appreciate how lucky they are. And, boy, we need to fix this border. This is a this is such a mess, and we're going to feel it for generations to come. And New York City is like such a, I think it is such a spotlight on the problems of illegal immigration, no control, 
and politics, people putting out telegraph, and look what happens to the city. We're all paying for it and paying for that North Face jacket. I like your jacket better than the North Face anyway. Imagine, North Face jacket, 600 700 bucks off the rack. Yeah, wow. Where did you get the money? You got to work on that, Curtis. I will. You... I'll be there next week. All right. Oh, good. Okay, good. And Curtis Lewa, we love you. We appreciate you. Everybody, make sure you listen to Curtis on WABC Radio 10, sorry, midnight to 6 a.m., another side of midnight, and you know he's going to have this and a whole bunch more, and you got to give us the update on that, and Merry Christmas. Uh, you too also, Rita, and all of your listeners. Thank you very much, and we'll take your calls, everybody, when we come back. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. This summer, dive into the many cools of San Antonio. Because as soon as the temperature rises, so does the fun, the flavors, the excitement, and the many cool things that make our city the perfect summer getaway destination. Come keep cool with amazing pools at the best hotels, refreshing adventures both indoor and outdoor, inspiring history and culture, culinary wonders, and the hottest nights of your life at the coolest spots in Texas. To plan the coolest summer vacation, dive in to visitsanantonio.com slash summer. Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment, which I love doing every night here, you know how much I love our military and their families. And this is a very powerful story coming from Gladwin, Michigan, where a Michigan National Guard officer's promotion ceremony was moved to her uncle's home so he could be part of it and honored for his service in Vietnam. The Michigan Department of Military Affairs had veteran Vietnam, uh, the Vietnam veteran Danny Walburn pin Ashley Dykes as lieutenant colonel on Thursday of this week. Typically, Dykes, who is a battalion commander of the 177th Regiment Regional Training Institute, would have been promoted at Fort Custer in Battle Creek, Michigan. However, due to her uncle's health and inability to travel, the promotion ceremony was held at the Walburn's home in Gladwin. Veteran Walburn's family said he's experiencing an early onset of Parkinson's disease, suffering complications from exposure to Agent Orange. Sadly, they have come to believe that this Christmas will be his last. And Sergeant Walburn joined the Army, by the way, in 1969. He served in Vietnam. He was a tank commander. Ashley Dykes joined the Army in 2003, then the National Guard soon after, and the pair have bonded so strongly over their military service. After pinning Dykes, veteran Walburn was then completely surprised by being honored and presented with a Michigan Vietnam Veteran Recognition Certificate from the Michigan Department of Military and Veterans Affairs signed by the governor and the adjutant general, Paul Rogers. The Vietnam Veteran Certificate is awarded to recognize all members of the U.S. Armed Forces who served in one of America's longest foreign wars, the Vietnam War, and those who were honorably discharged. And how beautiful that he was able to be recognized, especially given his health and his situation. And boy, does it make that pinning ceremony and this Christmas all the more special. What a beautiful, beautiful story. And you guys all know how much I love 
our Vietnam veterans. Uh, to all of you and your families, welcome home. I know you know what that means. I love you and I appreciate you and thank you for all you've done for our country and our freedom. Well, boy, we could use the military at our U.S. southern border. We were talking with Curtis about what a mess it is in New York and also, of course, on our southern border, the skyrocketing numbers. And the White House is like rope-a-dope, like, oh, nothing to see here. Uh, Some of these images, especially that have come out in the last few days, are stunning. Uh, There were, by the way, in the month of November, 242,000. It's the biggest month on record. 17 of those who were apprehended were on the terrorist watch list. And I mentioned that since President Biden has taken over, there have been 10 million people cross the border illegally. Usually just a small percentage, 5%, actually qualify for asylum in the United States. They're all just kind of hanging out here uh, because the White House has allowed it and many of these others as well, especially in the Democratic Party. And so far of the amount of 10, they believe there's also 1.87 million gotaways. Those are the ones we have no clue about who just kind of go through the border and you see a person, you don't even have an image of them uh, in terms of who they are. Uh, Even if it's a fake name, you don't even have an encounter with them. You just go, okay, well, there were 10 that got into the bush over here, another 30. Uh, That's an enormous amount of money. Think about how easy it is to cross our border and how easy it is with these dates that are coming up seven years in advance to appear in court for an asylum hearing. I mean, you can just kind of meld into the country after seven years. You can do it after seven minutes, the way the Biden administration's doing it. Uh, and yet they are now doing these gotaways. And the issue with the gotaways is they're probably the worst of the worst. That's really scary. And that is a huge national security threat. And to me, uh, this president has been so derelict in his duty. It is disgusting. We're hearing that Blinken, the secretary of state, and also that uh, the Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas will be going to meet with the president of Mexico. Uh, what are they going to do? Uh, sit there and, you know, just hang out, listen to some great mariachi music? I mean, what are they, they? none of them really care about securing the U.S.-Mexico border. The last time they were together, the president of Mexico looked at President Biden at the time and said, thank you for allowing so many people to come into our country. I mean, you can't make it up. You know, so it's like, what are they going to do? Say thank you for now, uh, you know, destroying America even more. I want to thank you for taking uh, everybody who comes through our country and all the social services that come with it and the security risks. Thank you, Blinken. Thank you, Marcos. Okay, thank you, Mr. President. That's basically going to be the conversation. It is such a joke. It is so bad. Even Democrat Tony Gonzalez in Texas, where you just heard they have that new state law saying January 1st, it will be illegal to cross into Texas. That's going to be really interesting to see what happens there. Uh, he says it is so bad in Texas, and anybody who's there on the front line knows it. Take a listen. We're, we're beyond the breaking point. Let me share what's happening on the ground, and then let me share what I believe the president can do today to uh, alleviate this problem. On the ground, the people that live along the border are ex- uh, completely exhausted. Uh, imagine if uh, if you have an, an accident and you dial 911 to go to the emergency room and there's an eight or 10 hour wait, or even worse, they tell you there are no beds. You're gonna have to drive an hour away to another town. 
that's going to frustrate you. When there's these large numbers of people that come over, what ends up happening is Border Patrol gets overwhelmed. And what they ended up doing, they have to feed and they have to clothe and house these people. So where do they go? They go to the local grocery store. Just the other day, they bought 8,000 loaves of bread, cheese, food to, to feed these people. Well, guess what happens when you go shopping at that local grocery store? You don't have groceries. And then the other piece is these border communities, they're really one community. Half of it is in Mexico. Half of it is in the United States. You have family members that go back and forth. It's the holidays. And right now, the bridge in Eagle Pass is down to one lane. There's two bridges. One, one, one is closed. The other one is down to one lane. I spoke with a passenger the other day. She told me it took her 15 hours to get through that. I asked her, why would you go through that? She said, it's because my it's my daughter's birthday. So the frustration is boiling on the border. Yeah. And, and you just heard it's hurting commerce down there. They're shutting those rail bridges where $2 million worth of goods comes through every day. I, and this is nuts. So in the middle of all this, the Texas law is being labeled as racist, uh, inhumane, you name it, uh, by many people on the left. Listen to sportscaster Stephen A. Smith. Uh, I like a lot of the things that he says, but on this one, I think he's wrong. Listen to what he had to say about the new Texas law. Greg Abbott, you ever heard of him? He's the governor for the state of Texas. On Monday, that governor, Governor Abbott, signed a bill into law that will allow the police to arrest migrants who enter the U.S. illegally. This law, which takes effect in March, allows any Texas law enforcement officer to arrest people who are suspected of entering the country illegally. This is bad, ladies and gentlemen. And before I go a step further, there's an individual by the name of Krish, K-R-I-S-H, Omara Vignaraja, V-I-G-N-A-R-A-J-A-H. That person is the CEO of Lutheran Immigration and Refugee Service, says, quote, by criminalizing the very act of seeking refuge, Texas is turning its back on the values of compassion and due process that make our nation the world's beacon of humanitarian leadership. That is one way to put it. There are various other ways to put it. This is a disgrace. It's inhumane. And it opens the floodgate to further divide our nation. You know what's inhumane? Uh, having these people do this horrible trek being brought by cartels and coyotes across the border with promises of, you know, of the Wonderland. And in some cases, yeah, they get it, as you heard. But in other cases, they have just horrible treks, uh, kids assaulted, women assaulted. I mean, these horrible stories that are coming out of there. What are you supposed to do? No country in the world says, come on, free for all, come on in, and don't worry about our borders. I, I had a friend who was visiting the other day from Europe, and they said, what the heck is going on with America? What is your president doing? How could he have these open borders? This is a country in Europe. You know, usually it's the other way around. But they were like, this is nuts. And it sure is. But Stephen A. Smith went further. Uh, he used the R word. Listen to this one. 
nation because when you have law enforcement that literally can arrest people over a suspicion, think about that for a second. People can be arrested who are suspected of entering the country illegally. Do you realize that that means a law enforcement official can walk up to somebody, all right, they look Hispanic. Okay, they, 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 their English is broken. They don't speak fluent English. So that could be a cause for me to arrest them. Let them deal with the problems later. Ladies and gentlemen, to get out of jail, bail costs money. It ain't free. To hire a lawyer, that costs money. It ain't free. You have essentially opened up an avenue to incarcerate people for no cause whatsoever other than a particular law enforcement official's suspicion. That's what we're going to do to our Latino brothers and sisters. It's racist. Somebody needs to say it, so I'm going to say it. It's a racist-ass thing to do. Suspicion? Suspect. Suspected of entering the country illegally. How can you be suspected of entering the country illegally? So you chilling in downtown Dallas or Houston. You hanging out with a bunch of folks. You're speaking Spanish instead of English. Your clothes might not be a Tom Ford suit or something. You might not be wearing a Jordan sweatsuit. You might look a little poor and impoverished, a bit haggardy or haphazard. Those things might, you might not look the part. That's a suspicion. They can literally label that as suspicion to justify arresting you, not questioning you, not asking for an ID. They literally can arrest you. That's criminal. Wow, that's a lot. <laughs> that is Obviously, uh, Stephen A. Smith uh, doesn't know about the ones we were just talking about with Curtis that are wearing the $600 North Face jackets. Uh, you know, I mean, this is crazy. It's racist to say we want to protect our borders. It's racist to say go through the legal vetting process. Again, by the way, I don't necessarily blame the migrants. If somebody said, hey, you can stay in a free hotel and get food and get all these other things, come on in. And you maybe even have a narrow window. By the way, there's reports because they know that this Texas law is going to go into effect that the word's out, hey, hurry up and come on and get in uh, before January 1st. Obviously, there'll be appeals. Remember when they put up the buoys in Texas? You can't make it up. The Biden administration fought that to take down the buoys. They said those were inhumane. Anything that blocks them from coming is inhumane. I mean, but don't these people understand how dangerous it is to the country to have people from 180 different nations crossing our border from Syria, Iran, Chinese. There were 24,000 Chinese nationals crossing our border just last year. Some of them wearing nice suits and suitcases. Do they sound like they're being persecuted as they were waving and walking in? That's 10 times more than we ever saw before. What's going on? You got to wonder. It's worth the question. It's worth asking. I care about our country first. I want to make sure we are safe especially as we are heading into the holiday season and into the new year. 
Let's go to Joaquin uh, in Pennsylvania. Joaquin, your thoughts about this disaster of a border and these people saying if you question them, you're racist. Rita, this is so frustrating, it isn't funny. And I'm so sorry that Stan cannot see the Democrats or the communists that they are, like seeing the, the, the forest for the trees, you know. And why don't we have people on the one side who are able to speak as eloquently as that guy about the truth of what's going on? I mean, they're, they're, they're deliberately destroying the fabric of this country. And it's not just vetting these people. We just cannot, as a society, take all these people into our country. We need to deport people. And, you know, Governor Abbott's right. If there's any way that they can turn them around before they come in, do whatever you can. And, you know, if Donald Trump, you know, I cross my fingers, I pray to God, you know, that 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 he gets in and, and goes back to the policies that he had, that we can start supporting people that are here. As a society, we, we just cannot afford this. Yeah, we need, by the way, remain in Mexico. I mean, that's the big issue. Remain in Mexico. Vet them there. Check them there. If they qualify, the few that do, then they can come in. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And let's go real quick to Mike to the Lower East Side. Mike, uh, Merry Christmas, too, as we're heading into the holidays. Merry Christmas to you and all, Rita. Yeah, and you know, Christmas is all about showing mercy to one another. And the Bible says, he who shows mercy shall receive mercy. So uh, I think, you know, these people have little children. And, uh, you know, when they're cold and freezing, I don't think they have any mess tents in, in these tent areas. I think Governor Hochul should send some uh, Army National Guard mess tents in there with their Army, Army mess trucks and feed these people through the winter because you're going to have people dying. Well, okay. uh, by this the is- way, that's, I do worry about that too, Mike. I worry a lot about um, it's so cold outside in New York City. It's bone chilling. And as you just heard, they're not even bolted down, these tents. Uh, when the wind was whipping the other day, it was like flapping and bolts were flying. It's a really dangerous situation. And it's also, as you hear, it's dangerous for the neighborhood too, for the community. I mean, there are so many issues, and I feel bad for these people. Um, and the ones that do qualify, um, you know, vet them, check them, have them go through the process. If they do, listen, America is the greatest country in the world. I understand why people want to come here. It is the best place in the world. We're not perfect. we got a lot of problems, as we're talking about. Uh, but I will take America over any country in the world any day of the week. And so I never blame them for coming. I blame us for not vetting and checking because I think about what happened at 9-11. You know, how many it it took, you know, about two dozen hijackers, you know, uh, and you saw the trouble that it caused and the horror that it caused and the deaths that it caused on America. And with all the stuff with Hamas and all the things going on in the world, we have to think of America. We also got to take care of our own. Uh, because there's a lot of vets that are out there freezing on the streets now. Where, why, why aren't we giving them, uh, you know, shelters? Why aren't we giving them four-star hotels with room service? They absolutely de- deserve it. We got to take care of Americans first. And listen, if we can help the others that are vetted and cleared, great. But you know what? We also have to set priorities. One eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. And I'll continue with your calls after the break here on the Rita Cosby Show. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. It's 
It's the Rita Cosby Show. decide if I should dedicate this to Stan or not, but instead I will dedicate it to all of you. Uh, It's been just an amazing time being with you all every single night. I love having all of you here on the Rita Cosby Show, and I also pray that all of you guys have a great, healthy, and happy Christmas, and I will be back on Monday night. Uh, There's a lot of stuff to talk about, so I'll be with you guys on Christmas. But I hope uh, you enjoy the day and the weekend, obviously, with your friends and family. By the way, you guys all know I am Polish and Danish. So we start Christmas on Christmas Eve. That's usually when we start celebrating. Although I, you know me, I can celebrate any day, you know, but I'll I'll just sort of start it on Christmas Eve. We sort of start it. We sort the so it's a whole weekend safari, which is great, which is wonderful. But I can't wait to hear all of you how much you loved Christmas. And I hope all of you get to spend it with those you love And also just appreciate the things going on. It's been such a crazy time in the world with everything happening with Israel and and all the border and so many things. It makes you appreciative of who you have in your life and the things that you hold dear and the values, your faith. Uh, There's so much I think about in the holidays, and I'm thankful for all of you. Uh, Pete, let's go to you from Staten Island. Pete, go ahead. I'm so glad I got you. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas and thank you for all that you do for us by uh, giving us the facts and the truth on 77 WABC. And to all the listeners out there, everybody, my I call you as my family. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Well, and Pete, we love you. And I'm going to dedicate this one to you and to everybody out there. And give Renee, your wife, a big hug. Everybody, I love you. Have a great Christmas Eve, as I will. Have a great Christmas Day, and I'll talk to you Christmas Day night. Rocking around the Christmas tree, let the Christmas spirit